This is Thursday, July 15th. There's a wonderful little subplot in the movie Shawshank Redemption that follows a man they call Brooksy. Actually, his name is Brooks Hatlin. He was put in prison for murder. Yes, he was guilty. Fifty years he lived in Shawshank. For over 40, he'd been the prison librarian. But the day came when he was set free. He rode into town on the bus and got a job in the local grocery store. But he just didn't know what to do with himself. He had felt safe and protected behind bars, secure, in a way, in his confinement. Once he explained that when he arrived at prison, prison confinement felt strange. Then over time it became routine, and finally it became his life. He couldn't bear anything else. He couldn't bear being free. And this really is the story of that first generation that left Egypt. Israel had endured almost 400 years in Egypt and become used to their enslavement. And when the time came, they feared freedom. They refused to enter the land. They were that child that failed to launch, that chick that wouldn't leave the nest. Today we step into that movement when they refuse to trust God. This is Numbers 14, 1-4. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into the land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Wow, these words are so surprising. Have you forgotten life in Egypt? Do you want a new leader really to direct you back there? We might ask, what's going on? Yes, they know that when they go into the land, they will be responsible for themselves. This land of promise will be a land of freedom. The spies have seen the land. They will have to farm, protect the crops, build homes for themselves, and become settled. Life will be different then. Their lives will dramatically change. These people had been slaves. They'd never really been responsible for themselves, and they weren't prepared for freedom. In Egypt, though, they were slaves. They had food and protection. They knew what to expect of life. But what will happen to them will they, when they enter into the new land? Will the Lord be close to them as the Lord is in the wilderness? How will they survive? These are the questions of freedom. In a sense, they were not afraid of failure. It seems they were afraid of success. They could not conceive of a new free life. I remember years ago, a church I served helped some Russian Christian families immigrate to the United States. This was during the Soviet era, a time when there was little freedom in the Soviet Union, and these Christians had endured persecution, faced one hardship after another. Then they came to the U.S., 
but they had such great difficulty learning life here. You see, in the Soviet Union, very few people had to work hard, and some hardly worked. And the church didn't anticipate that these immigrants, well, they wouldn't know how to work. They would not know how to live a free life. It just didn't make sense. But this was so far from their experience, they couldn't conceive of their new life and their new responsibilities. Now, in many ways, this is where we find ourselves in Christ. We've been set free, but we know little of what freedom is in Christ. How are we supposed to live? I really do think we fear freedom. Just like Brooksy from Shawshank Redemption Story could not get bondage out of his bones, he couldn't adapt to free living. This is why this generation of Israel would never enter the land. They just could not adapt. They would never be ready. It would take the next generation, one born in the wilderness, that would enter the land and lay hold of the promise the Lord had given to them. Sometimes a generation must pass and a new one arise for people to move forward with the Lord. Now, in our world today, we think we can do anything, make any change, and become whatever we want to be. But Scripture's more honest about human nature and the difficulty for real change and true freedom. Growth and change often comes very slowly, and it can require generations. And this is also true in our spiritual growth in Christ. We overestimate how much we can grow this year and underestimate how much we will grow over the next 10 or 20 years as we're walking with the Lord. It takes time, and often lots of it, combined with grace to bring about living and lasting change. Let's pray. Indeed, O oh Lord, your ways are so much higher than our own. Thank you for calling us, saving us, and changing us. Thank you for the way that you, our eternal God, work in time to bring us to life in the fullness of freedom in Christ. Thank you for your faithful love, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.